Okay, I want to talk about tonight, Be'ez Hashem. There's two halachas, uh, two categories of halacha, which also talk about Zachar, Shabbos, the mitzvah of how to spend Shabbos. Um, and that is what one's meant to do is the way of enjoying Shabbos, owning Shabbos. And these are two categories of things which might, well, the, uh, the discussion is if there would be something which would interfere with a person's owning Shabbos. And that would be a reason not to do them, and in what circumstances, nevertheless, they're allowed. So the first thing is, is a person allowed to perform mitzvahs like Bikr Chodim, or Nechem Avedim on Shabbos. In other words, on the one hand, it's something which is a chesed. Uh, it's also more practical. People have more time on Shabbos, sometimes during the week. And if that's the case, they'd be more able to uh, devote the time to doing mitzvahs, it's chesed. On the other hand, there's a chashash, like the voice can bring down, that seeing somebody in a matter of tzar can disappoint a person, can sadden a person, you can even bring a person to tears. And that's also in Shabbos. And because of that, there was a debate in the Gemara, is the person allowed to give a nachem and avayim in Shabbos, which might cause a person to be depressed? Is the person allowed to vak a chayim in Shabbos, which might also sadden a person to see the chayim in the situation that he's in? And the Allah is that it's mutter, but the last of the Gemara is bakayshi hitiru. Which yeah. which means that it was with, uh, with misgivings. They were matter, but it wasn't completely clear that, that so to speak, that it was the lachatchila thing to do. And because of that, uh, the Shabura writes people who push up the, 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 the mitzvah of Bekechayim or Nechavavayim, Dafka to do in Shabbos, is not the right thing to do. Uh, because it's, it's, it is motzah, but it's not lechatchila. So, if a person isn't for some reason unable to go during during the week, so it would be motzah to go on Shabbos. Similarly, if a person wants to go more than once, which is also a matter, if a person wants to be vakar achayla, that's someone who's sick. It's not just a question of going once to show that I came, but if a person takes an interest in achayla in wants to show he's being taken care of, and therefore there will be an Indian to be. We've a number of times. Thank you. So that's the case. And there would be a shayla of maybe Shabbos would be a good occasion besides when a person's going during the week. Similarly, when it comes to Nechem Avedim, it's the same idea. Which means sometimes a person uh, feels that they're duty-bound to be Menachem Oval. So as long as they make an appearance during the Shiva one time, they've been yet But if it's somebody that a person's close to, and of course the fact that they're there provides the Choma or provides uh, somebody... It's that they can understand and experience the tzara together with the other. So then, of course, it needs to be back a minachem a very modern one. None of these mitzvahs are restricted to one time only. And in cases like that, then of course, Shabbos is sometimes an even harder day for the other or for the for the chayla. Uh, it's a time like the Gemara says, everybody else is minachas and they Everybody else is uh, enjoying Shabbos with their families and they. In hospitals, everybody else is uh, is in the spirit of Shabbos and the person sitting shiva, whatever the case may be. So sometimes that's an even bigger mitzvah, not from the point of view of the person who's uh, visiting the chayla or the menachem the but from the point of view of the chayla and the avil. The fact that they have company and the fact that they have someone to be with on Shabbos is sometimes even bigger chesed. And in fact, sometimes it's a chesed which is harder because uh, there would be those people that during the week who would be willing to sacrifice the time to be with the chayla or whatever it would be. On Shabbos, everyone wants to be with their family, no one wants to have to be terech, to, to go to the hospital, wherever it might be. And therefore, for sure, there's a mitzvah, as chesed, for the person who's being helped, for the person who's, who's being visited, to 
include them in Shabbos as well. So the mitzvah of Bimun is, so firstly, the Gemara says that there was a minag in the time of the Gemara, which they used to keep, and that is that it wasn't just the relatives of the mace with the shiva, but it was their immediate relatives too. Uh, in the Russian, the Gemara called Misabel Olov, Misabel Imoy, which means somebody who's a close enough relative that if they would die, Chas V'Sharav, we'd have to search Shiva for them. For them. Mm-hmm. If they weren't saying Shiva, then those relatives would also search Shiva. That's no longer the middle today. There are various restrictions. If it's, for example, not going to Simchas, or a few things like that, which the relatives of the person saying Shiva should keep. What's that offer? But uh, they don't search Shiva too. Now, yes, this is not, there are sometimes a number of points which the relatives of the person in Shiva have to be aware of because they can't do because it's not a cover to the relative that while the relatives in Shiva, they're the ones who are enjoying parties or whatever it's going to be. So therefore, there are restrictions, but they aren't such a And we don't pass it anymore. But uh, whatever the case is, uh, the point of the Shiva is because obviously it's a chance for a person to come to terms with the last. There's a second point also, which is Mashmah the Gemara. And that is that the Gemara says that when one person in a family is punished, so then there's a certain uh, din on everyone in the family because if, just like it was determined that one person should die, it was determined that everybody else should suffer the tzar of losing a relative. And if that's the case, there's also a certain mirasadin against anybody there, which are the relatives who experienced like the first degree, so to speak, the loss. And therefore there's a certain level of... of uh, of a person feeling that they've been punished too. And therefore, even though there are the people who are also affected when someone is left, so as friends or business associates or whatever it might be, but of course, the, the Iketzar is, well, is focused on the people who, who are closest to them um, biologically and others as family because they're, they're, that's where the Mirasadin, so to speak, is most closely felt. It was, it, that, that's, that they were the ones who were also deemed worthy of suffering the loss of a relative. Okay, so that's the end of, like we said, of Yimunachim Avelim, of course. Like any chesed, even if a person isn't particularly in the category of an oval, but somebody who was close to the mace and therefore obviously feels the loss of them, their presence, so then to, uh, to give them chesed, to give them the chamu, that's a mitzvah too. It might not be strictly within the category of the Yimunachim Avelim, but for sure there's a mitzvah in there as well. Like any time that one can provide silence or comfort for someone else. Okay, so that's the end of uh, except it's brought down that rather than crying out because of the situation of the Chayla, so which means Shabbos prevents us crying out. But nevertheless, when there's still, obviously we still daven for the first time. And somebody will have to make a Mishabarach Shabbos for Chaylim, even though we don't daven on Shabbos necessarily for individual needs. And the same Shabbos Himilizak, which means it's a Bakasha, it's not a Ta'aka. It's not a cry, it's a request. Um, that's the din of all the persons that have to do on Shabbos. Now, regarding that din of davening for a chayda, so how much is a person allowed to daven for a sick person on Shabbos? Or when does it cross the line into the din that we don't ask for personal things on Shabbos? So how much is the person allowed to ask for a sick uh, chayda? So the first point of our is for a and that is that any time a person is in a suffix sakana, or even in a real sakana, any time a person is in a situation of danger to their life, or uh, illness which could be that threatening, then just like we can machal to do things for them, of course we can daven for them. 
because that's it. And therefore, even though even though we don't normally daven personal requests on Shabbos, davening for a person who's in a life-threatening situation is definitely mutter. Is definitely mutter, and that's why for ladies in childbirth, for example, which is considered to be a potential sakana, of course it's mutter to daven for her. If a person hears about somebody who is in a serious medical condition, Shabbos, of course it's mutter to daven for them, because it's not worse than being mechal Shabbos, and that's mutter for a person who's a chodesh yesh sakana, and therefore for sure there's a there's a hetzer to so daven for people with that matzah of sakana on Shabbos too. Um, like we'll talk about, the halacha says that the halacha says that even in cases where uh, we we're aware of somebody who's in a in a sakana, and so then, uh, for example, the Gemara gives examples of of a city which is being attacked by non-Jews, and then it's a danger; they might get captured, they might get killed, or a, we know that there's a ship which is struggling to remain afloat at sea, it's in a storm, and therefore there's a, there's a good chance for capsize and people will drown, or other things like that, when there's like a, a, a devil, a certain serious sickness in town, a lot of people are succumbing to it. In any of those cases, so the halach is, we can dive in, we can cry out in Shabbos. But uh, that's that's sakanas the fashas, and of that allows us to daven even in the case you wouldn't daven normally. Okay, so cases like that, person can daven, person will be able to say special tefillas, avinu malkeinu, whatever it is, because it's a case of sakanas the fashas. So like in the mishabeach whatever, would you say still shabbos similar? Or no, we can be we can be nizak. So you could you could be yes. say regular special. Right, we don't shabbos milizak. Yeah, it's uh, it's it is it is mutter to be nizak. Um, it's a nice analogy, but if you could be over a Shabbos, there's a Sakana, then you can daven. For sure. Yeah. Right, exactly. Okay, so that's a dinner, that's a dinner, uh, what you can do for a Chayla. Um, that's, that's a person who has a Chayla, a person who is sick, but it's not a threat to their life. So that's the category where we talk about that a person. Um, can can not specifically daven them on Shabbos. That's where but you can back at them, and that's where we use a lot in Shabbos because because um, over there there's a thing being it's not a sakana to their life. So over there there is a restriction not to daven bakashas which are which aren't important on Shabbos, not to uh, make private requests on Shabbos. That's only on Shabbos. Obviously when it comes to Shani or Kippur, so it doesn't apply. The dinner of Shani Kippur is to daven. And of course, then a person is allowed to daven for themselves, and a person is allowed to daven for a chayla too. Right, that's a. Uh, and it, it's true, but nevertheless, since it's the same idea, we're allowed to daven. Okay, now we've got, we've got one more last point. The minag of, uh, which is brought down already, like we're showing him, is that the oval didn't sit shiva on Shabbos. There's no din of a verus before Hesia, and therefore, even though the mindset is still during the shiva, uh, but there needs to sit shiva in the house, that would be a exact form of mourning on Shabbos, the oval would come to Shul on Shabbos. And the minimum of Shul was that that's why before Mizmah Shiliya and Shabbos, the Gabbai or the Rav, whoever it would be, would go and say Mokim Menachem and bring them to Shul, bring them that they would be able to dive in Shabbos with everybody else because they can't dive on their own because we have a very um, that was the minimum of Shul. The uh, the post can raise two points. Well, the first one is if you want, if the minag was is to menachem the oval, um, when they come into shul, 
it has to be before Shabbos. Because to publicly Menachem Sama on Shabbos is in the gather of making it look like he's in the Vedas of Harrison Shabbos. And therefore, since today most to, most shuls have the minhag of saying the Chadaidi, which they finish, Boyikala, Boyikala, which we consider to be Kabbalah Shabbos. So then, Shabbos Lama wrote that it's better to bring the oven to shul before the Chadaidi, not, not before Ms. Mashaliyah and Shabbos, because if you already accepted Shabbos, then you shouldn't be being Menachem in Bepharhesia. That's the first point. The second point, and this is maybe even more important to notice as well, and that is, like we said, we aren't Menachem and Oval on Shabbos. So if that's the case, if it's already after Shkir, by the time that the Shul gets to the uh, Chadaidi, so then you can't be Menachem anymore, it's already Shabbos. And if that's the case, then you have to be the Oval then, you have to make sure it's before Shkir. So Shabbos hasn't begun yet, and then you can still Menachem them and bring them into Shul uh, before Shkir. Now, it's another interesting point. That so would be before. So it'll be probably towards the beginning of Kabbalah Shabbos, right? Right, because of that still we have still the Menachem before Shkir. Now another interesting point which is brought down, and that but, is. But, the, but in in Eretz Yisrael, you say they daven at home even on Shabbos? No, but they're not publicly Menachem when they bring them to Shabbos. Ah, okay. Um, now the other point, which is which is also important, and that is the halach, the minhag is could be halacha too, that an oval doesn't sit in his normal place. Uh, he sits in a different seat. If the first time the Oval is coming back to Shul after the Levaya is on El Shabbos, so the question is, if he's going to sit in a different seat now, is that also a sign of Averis for Pharisee? In other words, because now it's clear that he's changing his place because it's novel. So if he's already sat there during the week, for example, it's already after the Shiva, and now that's the place he's become, been accustomed to sitting in, so there's nothing different about Shabbos. But the question is, for the first time a person comes back, is there a problem of that's the time he changes his seat, or that looks like too much before Hesia? The... Uh, the Shalom says also that if, if that's the case, then it's better that the first time the Allah comes back in the Shabbos, he just sit in his regular seat. He sit in his regular seat because to, to change now would be a sign of a verse for Hesia. Afterwards, when you go to the Shalom, after the Shabbos is finished, you can go and find a different place. In the Chuslar, it's really strange what they do because most of the Abedim come to Shukha Mincha ah. and then they take them out right. and then they bring them back after the Chadodi. So that's, no, that's, 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 that's that makes sense. That doesn't make sense. That's what they have to get a minion for Minchah Gedolah. Which I normally they do do, because they can't get up until then. So in Yosh Hashanah, normally the Avil will have a minion for Minchah Gedolah in the base Avil. And then after, they can get up and go ready for Shabbos. And then they'll come into Shul just for married. But that's true. If they already came back to Shul for Minchah, there's no point taking them out. What are you achieving? The idea was to give them the hats to come and with the Zibur. Whereas until now in the Shiva week they've been davening out, but not with the Tzibur. Fine, so that's the first thing. The second I wanted to talk about, and that's the dinner which is also well known, and that is the dinner of fasting on Shabbos. Is it muttered to fast on Shabbos? And the answer to the question is it depends. Normally not, but there are cases where it is muttered to fast on Shabbos, and the guiding principle on Arachah is, is it a Tzar or an Oinik? Which means in a case where a person is fasting as a way to afflict himself, or, an, or they feel in tzar, they feel in pain, or they feel uncomfortable, miserable, because they're fasting, and for sure it's also on Shabbos. Shabbos is a day which is given for enjoyment, but there are those times, which the halakha brings a number of examples, when a person prefers to fast. And if that's the case, so if that's what a person prefers to do, so then it's allowed to do it, a person is meant to do what they prefer to do. It's not the mitzvah that they to eat, it's the mitzvah to, be, to enjoy Shabbos. And therefore a person who, who enjoys what they're doing, that, that's okay. So for example, the Shukhar brings that if a person um, who 
which three choices he had are going to make him sick. And therefore, he, let's say, a person has a, a certain food allergies or whatever, or intolerances, and the food which is available to him, some which he eats, he's going to get sick. So he'd rather not eat. It's magic the food will be bad for him, he'd rather not eat. So Shukhanah prays, if, if you prefer not to eat, because you'd rather be hungry than suffer the discomfort of eating, then it's better not to eat. Similarly, a person that has brought Naraq who regularly fasts during the day, and to eat during the day a heavy meal is going to upset his system, and so then and he'd rather not eat during the day, because that's what he's accustomed to. So there also, if a person prefers to fast, then he's allowed to fast. What about dieting? Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. It's a good question. There's one more, before that, one more case. Um, that's that's else a person physically does not eat. Now, what happens if emotionally a person feels they want to fast for chuva? Sometimes a person feels they've done something wrong. They feel guilty. They want to fast as chuva. Person, there were certain times we find hogas, certain customs we find in Akhrin, a person did a certain avera, they would fast as a way to kilo atone for it. So let's say a person did an avera on Shabbos itself. So he said, I want to fast today. Well, I feel better about it. I feel that I'm certainly being mechaper by fasting on Shabbos. Is it mutter to fast with Shabbos? The halacha is not. Which means, even though here a person might want to, even though here a person might want to, it doesn't make a difference. It's not, it's a, it's not a, a, some kind of spiritual pleasure that doesn't come as part of the cheshman. It has to be that a person physically prefers to fast. And it's better for the constitution, they're going to get sick otherwise, whatever the case might be. In a case like that, a person can choose not to eat, but if it's a question of, for a spiritual reason, that a person wants to fast, so then we say that a person is meant to eat. That's, in other words, a person shouldn't fast his shiva on Shabbos. And halachi is, there are those times which the Kabbalim writes, that a person should fast a number of days in a row, a day after day, to machap a certain of areas. It's a day and not a night. Of course, just a day. But every day is a day after day after day. Shabbos, obviously not on Shabbos. Which is even though it's breaking your sequence of like of fasting, it doesn't make a difference. I love you can't fast on Shabbos. Okay, now what about if a person's fasting as a diet? So that's all depend on what we just said. Which means if it's a physical thing, that a person feels better when they're not without eating, so therefore they'd rather not eat because uh, eating is uncomfortable and not eating makes them feel more energized or more, more, more healthy. Okay, the answer to it feels good. If it's just an emotional thing, and that is, um, I, I want to lose weight, and I feel that by, I, by, by not eating for Shabbos, I'll lose a lot of weight, and I want, I'll feel good that I've lost weight, that's not a reason not to eat on Shabbos. That's not a reason not to eat on Shabbos. Just like the, 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 the idea of, of I'm doing this for children, and I'll feel better myself spiritually, isn't a good enough reason to fast. Similarly, the emotional feeling is, I'll, I'll feel better about my body physically if I lose weight. We don't find that's enough a reason to fast either. Obviously, a person doesn't have to eat a lot. There's no idea how much a person has to eat in Shabbos. But the idea of fasting, that's not a reason to fast. Now... The dieting is always eating less. Yes, but not to eat nothing. So if a person wants to fast to diet, then he can't do. If a person wants to eat less, no one's telling you how much to eat. You eat less if you want to eat less. Uh, now, there's another thing which is brought down, and that is seeing a being as halakhically, a fast until after chatzos, a certain dilem of a fast. Therefore, when it comes to Shabbos or to Yom Tov, a person shouldn't fast until after Chatzais. A half-day fast is already called a fast, which is why it's brought down that a person shouldn't drag out the Tfilis too long, because that's going to bring him to only have a chance to eat after Chatzais, and that's a problem. That's already considered in the category of fasting. And therefore, either a person should shorten the Tfilis, or start having earlier, or at, at least uh, eat or drink, I mean, drink something before the davening, so it's not considered that they're fasting. 
that's a that's the din on the Shulchan Aruch. It's not just the Chumrah. Shulchan Aruch is a person shouldn't fast until Shay Shas. And obviously, always the question is on Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah. Now, when Rosh Hashanah falls on the weekday, it's not a problem. Because Bichal, the Mechlek, is without eating Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, a lot of places can hold it again. So that's okay. So if a person wants to only eat after Chatzais, after the Dabin is finished, that's Rosh Hashanah, not a problem. But the question is Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbos. Because Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbos, now, because the Shabbos is not allowed to fast. And uh, the Rosh Hashanah davening finishes way after Chatzais. So that's why I always say that even people who are machbit on those years when Rosh Hashanah falls on the weekday not to eat before the Musaf because they want to eat before Tzkir Shefer, but on Shabbos they have to eat. First is not Tzkir Shefer, and secondly they can't fast on Shabbos. So then they have Drinking to eat. Enough. Sorry? Drinking water would be enough. Drinking water before davening would be enough. Okay. Right. Okay, so that's the of not to fast on Shabbos. Like we said, not to fast even before Chatzais on Shabbos. Um, uh, the other exception to the rule is Tainus Chalom, which we all know the Gemara says if a person has a Tainus Chalom, in other words, he had a bad dream to the extent that he's scared. And and the only way to, to calm himself down would be to fast. So then that's the only good way. Like the Gemara says here yeah, he's, he's, he wouldn't feel good to eat, he's, he's very scared of his dream. And uh, on the contrary, fasting makes him feel that he's, so to speak, dealt with the dream. And that will give him back his nechash and nefesh. So that's the idea. That is what, that's what he's allowed to do. So that's bats because one's not meant to fast on Shabbos. So the halacha is that if a person does fast at times chalayim on Shabbos, so he has to fast afterwards in the week to, as a kapara for fasting on Shabbos. And we call times Okay. So now, how does times chalayim work? So the din of times chalayim works is it works on when when a person wakes up from a bad dream immediately for the next twelve hours. In other words, as opposed to fasts, which are started at night or alos and finished by night time, Tainz Chalom doesn't necessarily work like that. Tainz Chalom works from when a person wakes up after the dream. And that's why it's brought in the Ramah. that if a person was sleeping in the day and had a bad dream in the day, and he wakes up afterwards, he should fast from when he wakes up until 12 hours after that. So from Shabbos afternoon until the middle of the night, Masih Shabbos, that will be counted as Tainz Chalom too. And uh, that's okay. So I always have to wait to wake up Dala until after his time, his time is finished. Okay, so but why? Because the idea is that, that can somehow uh, ameliorate the effect of the dream. But the worry says it only works if it's done right away. So as soon as the person wakes up and still feels afraid because of the dream they just had, so right away they put it into action and they're going to fast right now. And that's why it's uh, regardless of the day that it is, even Shabbos, it's normally it's also to fast. Over here, because the only time to fast would be now. To fast tomorrow doesn't have doesn't isn't going to help, and a person would feel better having fasted. So in a case like that, so then a person is allowed to fast. But because the head to fast is difficult to relieve the person's feelings of anxiety or fear about the dream, so the anagam rabbanim have always is is when a person comes to say I had a bad dream, what should I do? Our first thing to say is it's not so bad. Dreams don't mean anything. You can calm down. You also have, in here it's always said, have in mind the mission of the revenge of the Kalim Guduchan, or um, maybe make a Tavas Chalav in front of three people, and don't worry if it will be okay, you're still worried after Shabbos Gavirat Staka, whatever it's going to be, and if the person does feel better after hearing that, then that's great, he doesn't need to fast, he's no longer scared, and then hopefully that's his law. If it's a bad dream, it's also helpful for Brokhus Kahana. That's what I said, so the Yeratsan by the Brokhus Kahana, and uh, 
And then if the person is happy with that, they accept that. Okay. Yes. If, they see it so quickly here, you know. It's not like Yemtin in America, where you say the, uh, the street... So you can say it from the Kodim Oile, which means even before, when they say the Bracha already, you can say it then. Because there's sort of the Kodim Oile on, on the Dukhan. But let's say, this happened to me, that you have a bad dream, something's happening to somebody else. It's causing it cause your anxiety, but somehow it's a dream about somebody else. Does that make it, is it any different there where no, there would be more reason to fast than, or is it the same idea because it's causing the person to the, 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 the person who has caused anxiety is the person who had the dream. Right. So for them, if, they, if they're going to do a Tavis Chalam on the dream that they had with somebody else, that will be their work as well. In the Nusrach we say about the Kainim, we say that too. Which is I'm saying is also for dreams that dreams are other people. Right. And in fact, if the person feels that's, that's good enough, it works. But I'm asking, like, let's say, I don't, I, I don't care what happens to the other person. I mean, I had a fear dream about the other person, but I don't, I'm not so anxious about it. It's still no reason to fast. No. no? If I'm not anxious, then it's a fast. No. The Meshmaz and the fast is only because uh, a person is very scared. And like I said, this is what dissipates the fear. Mm-hmm. And now uh, that's why the, 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 the person can say, it's not every bad dream. It's not every bad dream. It's not a bad dream in the category of something which either has the signs of the Gemara that this is a dream a person is meant to worry about. It's a dream which repeats itself, or it's a dream that a person knows he's dreaming while it happens, or it's a dream which comes at the end of the night, just before a person wakes up in the morning, and there are only certain kinds of categories a person dreams um, of Yisrael being burnt, or things like that. And the categories of dreams which are considered to be negative dreams, then they'll be ashamed. Other things which a person thinks of or feels in the dream, even if there's something they're scared about, so then loved after that it's a Considered bad enough that a person has to fast. Um, that's that's and based on the situation would be if, if we should tell the person to fast, or if we can calm them down and give them other options which they're being happy with, then they're not they're not worried anymore and they wouldn't need to fast. Now, well, this is a halakha which is also brought down, and it's it's a much long, more long lasting effect is if a person has a bad dream and Rosh Hashanah, Leil Rosh Hashanah. Because that's obviously Tiyamadin. And now a person Hashanah, wakes up to feel that some Hashanah, some terrible things going to happen. The nature of people is much more scared. Rosh Hashanah is much more persons focusing on what's going to be than just a random Shabbos. And because of that, if a bad in Rosh Hashanah, people know they're much more scared about it. So this is important to what's being decided for them in Shemayim. And now the question is, is a person allowed to fast the Tainis Chalam on Rosh Hashanah? So here the Allah is yes. The person is allowed to fast the Tainis Chalam Rosh Hashanah, fast. There's a Yerushalmi which the person is taking into consideration. The Yerushalmi writes that if a person fasts one year Rosh Hashanah, so then they have to fast every year Rosh Hashanah. Because if one year they fast, the next year they don't, so you know, it's showing Hashem last year I was scared, this year I'm not scared. And then it brings the person's din into the foreground, like, are you such a tzarek this year that to be scared about? And therefore, the, the Shachnach brings the Rosh Hashanah. If a person does choose to fast one year Rosh Hashanah, they're going to have to fast every, every subsequent year. You make, that cannot make a tonight? It's not a tonight because it's in the Kudah of you're fasting because you show you're scared of the din, and that's why you fasted this year. So next year, what's the difference? And in uh, Adarabah, if a person, the like Gemara says, if a person fasts one year and not the following year, so the second year should be dying the whole year, should be worried that Chas Hashanah, maybe something bad's going to happen to him. Obviously, if nothing did happen to him, so once he's broken that pattern once, he doesn't have to go back to it. But it's not a, it's a scary thing to do. What's also brought down there is since the halakh of Rosh Hashanah, as you said that both days of Rosh Hashanah are considered a yayma richta, 
one long day. So then, if a person fasts the first Rosh Hashanah, they're going to have to fast the second Rosh Hashanah too. Because consider two parts of the same day. Not, not the night in between. Because person that eats at the night, he's going to have to fast both days. I thought you have to fast 12 hours. I heard it. Right. Tanis is 12 hours. I have to fast the second day also. Because if I decided to fast in Rosh Hashanah, so now, like I said, there's no chlorics for Rosh Hashanah if a person is allowed to fast or not. Right. So if I'm now keeping saying that I'm going with the opinion that a person is allowed to fast in Rosh Hashanah, so I have to fast in Rosh Hashanah. There was an argument if Rosh Hashanah is like a yom if I'm meant to eat, or it's more like a day which I'm sorry, I'm allowed to fast. So if I want to take the opinion that I'm allowed to fast, I should fast both days. And once I'm fasting both, I have to keep it up for other years as well. So it's not so simple to uh, to fast times Chalim and Rosh Hashanah. Um, and therefore, the way to what the advisable thing to do is to avoid having bad dreams in Rosh Hashanah. How do we do that? So that's what's brought down that uh, even though a person should have kavanas every night, they say I'm happy. One of the brachas, I shouldn't be, be given bad dreams. We should have extra kavanah in Rosh Hashanah because here a bad dream would have much more significance. They should have kavanah that Hashem shouldn't give them bad dreams on the night of Rosh Hashanah. That's as far as, as Rosh Hashanah goes. When it comes to Yom Tov, Yom Tov is the same as Shabbos, which means the person is not made to fast in Yom Tov. If they do decide to fast at times from Yom Tov, they're going to have to make it up again um, after Yom Tov, because uh, now it's a different fast to make up for the fact that they fast in Yom Tov. The two days a year, a person is not allowed to make a time in because the person is not to eat, um, or three, I should say. The two which are born in the Gemara, number one is Erev and Kippur. And therefore, even if a person wants to fast at times from Erev and Kippur, he can only fast until the Surah of Sekhis, because then he has to eat. And the other one is Purim. Which means even if a person wants to fast in Purim, he can only fast until the Purim Surah, and then he has to eat. So he can fast the day until then, but he can't fast the whole day of Purim, because he needs to eat the Surah. And the other one, obviously, is Leila Seda, when he's admitted to eat the matzah. So even if a person had a nap on the of Pesach afternoon, and uh, had a bad dream, he wouldn't be allowed to fast through the night, because he's admitted to the to eat matzah, and that's, that's what he's going to have to do. And then Lechayr, it's not broad, that's probably another one also. But Lechayr, the Sfarah should be the first night of Sukkot, it's the same thing. Once we learn that there's the same Chiyah of that, then the night of Sukkot will also be likewise a Chiyah to eat, a person will be able to fast at Tanis Chalim. And one last point, it's brought that obviously the way we show Shabbos is special, and that is we have a different food on Shabbos, we have food during the week. Change the menu, have special Shabbos food, whatever it's going to be. And even if for whatever reason a person can't do that, they're in a situation where they have only limited food available and have to have the same food every day. Or the exact opposite, a person is on the level of wealth that every day's uh, lunch is like a Shabbos meal. So they're still meant to show that Shabbos is special. And the way to do that, if I can't change the menu, is change the time that a person eats. And therefore it's brought that a person shouldn't eat the same time on Shabbos that he eats during the week. Mm-hmm. What should he do? Either option. In other words, if normally eating earlier on Shabbos would be more of an oinig because the person feels that they don't have to wait as long for lunch they can have, they'll eat earlier and then, then a person should bring the meal earlier or the other way around if a person feels I'll wait later I'll be more hungry and I'll enjoy the meal more I should wait a bit later but uh, if, if there's no other way to differentiate between Shabbos meal and every day's lunch or every day's meal so then I should I should uh, change the timing of the meal that is that way there's something distinct or that's something special about Shabbos. Mm-hmm. Now, there are those who say that that applies to if a person has special Shabbos food, they only eat Charlotte and Shabbos. So they have already made a differentiation. And now they don't want that. There are those who say no. If a person eats a proper flesh, meal every lunchtime, so it's, it's, it's one day's chicken, one day's schnitzel, one day's meat. But the it's, 
Shabbos isn't on uh, like, uh, different levels by them to another lunch, let's say. It goes like that, and then for sure they should at least on the second eighter, and that is they should uh, they should change the timing of the meal. That there's something distinct about Shabbos, or they should add a course. You know, besides for the regular eat, add another course or a dessert or whatever it is, a bottle of wine, something which shows that Shabbos is special.